It's me, Roz. How you doing? I cannot believe it's truly been like almost a year of the pandemic. The The last ghosted live show was on the 7th of March last year. And it was just such a beautiful night. And I remember, of course, we were all talking about COVID at the time, the coronavirus, and there was in the back of my mind, like, should we, should we be doing this? And, but it was still not like on lockdown yet. And then I think like, I don't know, was it the next week or whenever, when it was really like, okay. Um, luckily to my knowledge, nobody got ill when we were doing the live show, but I just can't believe It's been a full year and, you know, as I kind of gave a speech when we hit the two year mark of this podcast in January, I am just so, so grateful that all of you have continued to listen as I've had to figure out with my crew at Starburns Audio, you know, how to record this from home and just we've been doing our best and I think we've had some wonderful shows this past year and now it's like this thing I do from home in my living room and it's almost become very normal but it's still we're still doing it and I'm I'm still so happy to do it and I just I just love you guys so much and I'm you know I've started doing Patreon during this and you guys have been so supportive and I always appreciate when you do that and that you guys are here for it and so thank you thank you thank you I was actually thinking I should read some five-star reviews I haven't done that in a while so let's take a look oh my god I love this kissifer99 wrote boxes colon checked this got me right off the picture of Roz like an old paperback cover the theme song then the stories. Love it. Thank you. J-U-L-I-E, <laughs> Julie, wrote, fun way to pass time. This podcast has the best intro song out there. I'm obsessed. Oh, that is so nice. Thank you. Tornado Games underscore YT writes, new listener loves this podcast. I just started listening to Ghosted a week ago, and it's my new favorite podcast. There are a lot of podcasts out there that talk about ghosts and other paranormal things, and this one is the best. I love how Ross talks. Oh, thank you. Is funny, enjoyable to listen to, and a great interviewer. Keeps me entertained while I drive, do the laundry, take walks with my dog, etc. It's well worth your time to check it out. Thank you. Oh my God, these are all so nice. Thank you, everyone. And, you know, this is always a great place that you can leave me a ghost story to read. So let me look. What are some ghost stories we got here? This one is from at Mara Mulan on Apple Podcasts. They wrote, love the podcast. Here's one of my dad's ghost stories that keeps me up at night. 
My dad has a hard time sleeping, so he is often up at all hours of the night. One night, he was in his bed when he heard a child call out, Hey, can somebody help me? He thinks this voice sounded like it belonged to an 11-year-old girl, which did not match either my brother or I at the time. He gets up and comes to the living room where the voice was. He turns on the light to find that the kitchen and living room was empty with the TV off. He goes to the room right off the living room to find me dead asleep. He goes down the hall to my brother's room and again, he was asleep. As he was in the hallway, he hears again a child call out, Hey, can somebody help me? Okay, I added the attitude with that. There was a little bit of attitude the way I said it. Hey, can somebody help me? Clearly coming from the living room. When he comes in, the room is completely empty. He checked the house again and no one had come in. He was the only one awake and there was no explanation for the child's voice. No TV, radio, nothing. Who is that kid? Help that child. Thank you so much for sending me that. And guys, if you could please give me a five-star rating. And uh, if you would like to leave a review, that would be lovely on Apple Podcasts. And you can send me a ghost story there. And I would love to read it on the show. So thank you all so much for that. Also, something I probably could have talked about last week, but uh, the show was kind of long. And so I kept it kind of quick. But there was this UFO sighting that happened on an American Airlines flight from Cincinnati to Phoenix. And the pilot made a call saying that there was, um, he described it, he said it looked like a cruise missile type thing that was moving super fast right over the plane. And it seems like something and it's, it made a lot of headlines last week. So check that out. I find it to be a very interesting story. And on today's show, I have got a dear friend, someone that I admire very much and have known for a number of years. We've done some fun, silly things. We used to do stand-up shows together and, and our Casita del Campo shows and uh, he's just so great. And if you don't know Alec Mappa, he's one of those people that like, if you just Google Alec Mappa, you'd be like, oh my God, of course. And if you want to look at his IMDb, make sure that whatever device you are looking at it on, it is charged and pl- plugged in to the wall because uh, you'll be scrolling for a long time. And Actually, it was announced this week that Alec is actually going to be joining the cast of a new ABC comedy series starring Alec Baldwin and Kelsey Grammer. And I'm so grateful that I finally was able to get him on here. And he's got some stories. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Alec Mappa. Oh, and if you want to go to Patreon this week, Alec is talking with me about some dream stuff when we talk about astral projection 
And um, we talk about this time when he was kind of, yeah, like having what I've learned now from doing a little bit more research. I guess people say out of body experience instead of astral projection. I don't know. But he, he was having like an out of body sleep thing going on. And um, also a very vivid dream that might have been like a past life thing that he had. So that's how my second tier of Patreon and my first tier of Patreon is me talking about eBay dolls because it's that time of the month. Um, Okay, here we go. Alec Mappa on with the show. Oh my God, I am joined by television's Alec Mappa. How are you? Hi, everybody. It's all for you, Damien. <laughs> it has been so long. I haven't seen you in forever. And I haven't I've, seen you since the before time. I Seriously. And I've wanted yeah. you on this podcast for a long time. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a point when you were going to do one of our live shows. Something came up, but you were going to do it at Casita del Campo, which is like... <gasps> I the, was, and I couldn't make it. I talk about that place... It feels like every single episode because people, you know, I've had all of our friends that we do shows with there. Right. Um, and, you know, some of them report ghost stuff happening there. Did you ever have anything there happen? Um, nothing at Casita del Campo. Um, I did uh, work at, um, I did shoot a pilot at Magic Castle. <gasps> I was part of a, um, um, you know, I'm, I'm the queen of D-list celebrity <laughs> reality shows. And I was did one for VH1 years ago called um, uh, Celebricadabra. And it was, I shot the pilot for it. And it was me. It was, it was like dancing with the stars, but you learn how to be a magician. Do you remember you your magic to, tricks? Um, no, I don't remember any of them, but I, my, like we each did like a different genre of magic. Like I did close up magic. So they, the, my challenge was to go to up to people at Grauman's Chinese theater and do magic tricks for them. And I had like, card tricks i had an exploding light bulb i had um i forget what else but anyway did you pull a rabbit out of magic castle i didn't pull a rabbit out of anything i would have wanted to out of my ass wouldn't that been cool (laughs) why is this rabbit brown um i uh i i shot at magic castle and i remember I hated being alone. I didn't ever want to be alone. And that place is like a long history and there's a basement and then there are magic rooms that go off to the side. And then in one um, display case downstairs were two ventriloquist dummies. And um, they were like from the twenties and thirties. So it wasn't I'm obsessed with those. I, this, this is one of the weirdest things about me is that I'm obsessed with antique ventriloquist dummies. I think they're so creepy and cool. And scary. But here's the thing that, about that is this was, I wasn't just looking at as a hunk of wood. This was somebody's livelihood. This, tra- this dummy traveled all across the country. Right. On stages, everywhere. Um, it was somebody's career. Totally. And now it's just sitting in this display case in a basement. And I was, I was like you, I had a morbid fascination with it and I could feel an energy coming off of the case every time I walked near it to the point where I was like, I, I, I'm out of here. I can't be down here with this thing alone. And no, nobody else felt it or saw it or anything. Wow. And I just felt like this is a weird day. This is, this is like, this is a weird place with weird energy. And this is a weird day. There was something, something's going to happen today. And then as soon as we got back from lunch, somebody said, um, um, Anna Nicole Smith is dead. (gasps) And I was like, Oh, Ooh. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> like, like, and it was literally like right before that, I was like, something weird's gonna happen. That's not really a ghost story. It's just kind of like a weird story. But um, I'm from the Philippines and we believe in everything. You know, it's not a matter of whether, of whether or not ghosts are real. You, it's just an accepted reality of when you grow up that ghosts are real. Well, I don't know how much you know about the Magic Castle being haunted, but it, it definitely is. And people say that, the magic castle is haunted like what kind of phenomena has taken place there what kind of like i wish i knew more i i would like to get somebody on this podcast that like works there or something but i I don't i don't particularly know the exact stories but i ate at um i I was uh once went on a trip with my husband to savannah georgia which touts itself as the most haunted city in america and we ate at this place, this uh, very famous um, bar slash restaurant that goes all the way back to pirate days. Like pirates used to go there. And everybody who works there has a ghost story about like, I'm, I was closing up alone. I got locked in the bathroom. I got, I got locked in the bathroom. Um, uh, glasses just get swiped off the, the um the, the bar. bar like randomly there was a person who took a picture and they have it posted in the restaurant there's a picture of somebody who's like smiling posing with the piano player and there's you know how a flash appears like in like sixth sense you know like there's a flash in the um in the picture mm-hmm. and in they said look closely into that flash in the picture and you see like a big man's face like pirates of the caribbean face like grinning like <laughs> like oh, it's so like i get chills just thinking about it but um i was on the road and uh, uh doing a play i was doing a butterfly in 91 okay hold up you're just like throwing so many ghost stories at me i'm trying to <laughs> okay this was this one's a good one though okay 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 i'm trying to process all of this um uh okay 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 so you, usually what we do here is we kind of start from the top. Like we start from the okay. beginning. All right. I'm not following procedure. It's anarchy. <laughs> well, I, you are. I'm a loose cannon. I've gone rogue. No, this is why we love you, Alec. Um, right. Okay. So hold up because I, we will get to that. All right. So you, you grew up in where? San Francisco? San Francisco. So mm-hmm. you're, what were you raised to believe around ghosts or t- can you um, tell Filipino, me a bit about that? So- it is like, a, you know, all island cultures, whether it's from Puerto Rico or the Bahamas or, you know, Trinidad or we all have um, so island superstitions. And um, but Filipinos take it beyond that. It's kind of like um, every, it's it's very common to have in your house in the Philippines, like a protective amulet amulet against um, vampires. Um, really? uh, you bless spaces before you go into it. Um, in order to kind of like, you know, cleanse any evil spirits. If you go into a jungle or into a, an area where there's a lot of nature, you say out loud, tabi tabi po, which means um, I respect all the spirits here. I'm not here to cause any trouble. Please don't fuck with me. Kind of like. And is this stuff just, that you do to this day or no? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I will do it. I'll say it in my head. Or if I feel that, if I feel something's creepy, I will say tabi tabi po out loud. And, um, but it's just kind of to let everybody know. It's a way of letting the spirits know I'm here. I sense your presence. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. Please don't fuck with me. <laughs> yeah. Has that worked for you? Um, uh, yeah. 
yeah. I mean, my brother gets it a lot. He has a lot of negative experiences. Like he's the one who wakes up with night terrors and stuff. And right, right before he wakes up, he like he feels like somebody's standing on his chest or something. That's happened to a bunch of him a bunch of times in the Philippines. Like the Philippines is just like um, the only place I can compare it to is like New Orleans. When you go to New Orleans and you're walking around the French Quarter, you're like, shit happened here. Totally. Shit's, too much shit has happened here. Slaves were sold here. Um, you know, people were, there was human traffic. It was a center of human trafficking for hundreds of years, mm. uh, New Orleans. And so it is kind of like, it, it's filled with that kind of energy. And, and the Philippines is the same way. It's kind of like, you know, World War II happened there. You know, uh, the Japanese tortured Filipinos there. It was colonized by the Spanish for 400 years. Um, so there was a lot, it was like the equivalent of the Spanish Inquisition, bringing Catholicism to the Philippines. So there's a lot of blood in the ground. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So when you were a kid, did you have any paranormal experiences? Um, like any ghost experiences? No, but or I heard about up? them nonstop. Really? I mean, I you know, I heard about them nonstop. My my um my father had a, a the word for nanny in Tagalog is yaya. He said I had a my father had a yaya who would go stiff, rigid, and speak in tongues. Oh wow! She would just speak in tongues. Um, my uh, grandfather was murdered. And in, in, during the war in the Philippines, I left my grandmother a widow with six kids. Wow. She was, he was on a, a, an island called Iloilo, which was a ferry ride to Manila. And he was like, go there, I'll meet you. And he was, uh, um, he was a judge, very strict judge. And he put a lot of people in jail, a lot of bad people. And so he said, go take the kids. I'll see you in Manila in a week. And when the Japanese landed and started, you know, fighting the Americans, all the prisons were opened up. And the prison on my grandfather's island was opened up and the people that he put away, the murderers he put away, dragged him from his house in the middle of the night, tied him to a tree and killed him. Oh my God. And so the story is that my grandma, my Lala Regina was in Manila with all the kids and they were all laughing and everything. And all of a sudden she slammed her, and just dinner, you know, just, you know, six kids, noisy. She slammed her palms down on the table, boom, and just started crying just started wailing, crying inconsolably. And she didn't know why. Like, and everybody was like, what the fuck? And as it turns out, that was the night her husband was murdered. This is okay. We've talked about, I've done the show for two years now. It's so weird how sometimes when I do the show, we, I just start to get these patterns of similar things. And right now I'm in like this phase where I keep hearing stories that are this kind of thing, this like family thing where you wake up and you're like, my relative just died or like, I don't know something. I don't know what you called that. It's not like a premonition or something, but it's transference or something. Um, Coco Peru has a story about she was visiting Peru for the first time and she was in Machu Picchu and all of a sudden she felt like she couldn't breathe. She said it felt like somebody was pulling um, uh, uh, straws through her nose, almost like it was, it, and she couldn't breathe for a second. And she said, it, I literally felt straws being pulled through my nose. And at that moment, her father was being taken off a ventilator. 
and was dying. I don't think, okay, Coco, we did a two-part episode with Coco on this show mm-hmm. because Coco has so many stories. I don't think we got that one. So, okay, when you first had, like, your own paranormal experience, when when did that happen? What, what was, oh, like, the it, first? This was, like, okay, so I'm in, um, this is my dressing room. I'm in Baltimore. I'm on tour with a play, okay? This is my dressing room mirror. To the left, there's a bathroom door, and then there's a sink. So, um, do you know what theater I, this was? Um, uh, no, it was an old theater. I just remember it was an old theater. So I sit down and then the water's running and I go, okay. So I, um, uh, I go to the bathroom, I go in and I, I turn off the water and then I go back and I start doing my makeup and everything. Five minutes later, the water's going again and I'm checking it to see how, you know, I'm really screwing it tight and it's not leaking. It's not springing back on its own right Mm -hmm. and um i tell one of the crew members i think there's something wrong with my sink and he says is it turning on by itself and i go yeah he goes oh that happens in that dressing room all the time and i'm like oh wow because i literally thought it was just kind of like a loose thing Uh and i said um so i i went the next night i came in and i said okay i know you're here it's all right I know you're here. And I said, I, you know, I'm here. I'm just doing this play. Um, if you want to let me know you're here, we're, you're here. You don't have to waste water. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then it stopped. Oh, interesting. It stopped. And then I had a dressing room at the old RKO studios. I was doing a talk show that ran for a couple months. And is that, wait, RK, is that Paramount or where, what is it? R- it's not Paramount. It's like, it's like down from Sunset Gower. It's like, oh no, it's the old, um, uh, KCAL, uh, KTLA Studios. Oh, it's like okay. Right, right before the one. And that's been around forever. It's now the Netflix um, campus. But that, that yes. place has been around since the silent film era. I mean, it, it is old. It is old. So we were on a soundstage, and there was a, a dressing room that I had that could only be locked from the inside. It could only be locked from the inside. Um, and it was... And, I, and, and knowing that, I would make sure it was unlocked every time I left the dressing room. I would make sure, because I didn't want it to be locked out, right? Mm-hmm. Make sure that my dressing room is not locked, because um, it, it can only be locked from the inside. And every time I came back from the, um, pretty much every time I came back from a break or when we were done filming and I needed to go back to my dressing room, it was always locked. Oh, my God. And it could only be locked from the inside. <laughs> I was having this thought right before I was talking to you because I was like, I wasn't sure what your ghost stories are. And I was thinking, I'm always talking about theaters and I'm always looking for people with like theater stories because, you know, everyone mm-hmm. always says that theaters are all haunted. And yeah. um, then I was like, weren't you were on Broadway Mm-hmm. And were you at, was that at the Eugene O'Neill Theater? Am I-, I was at the O'Neill, and then I also did Broadway shows at the Lyceum and the Belasco. And there's a lot of ghost stories about that place. Just there, like, well, I did some like- Googling. Wait, hold up. Let's see here. Okay, this is from grunge.com. Um, and it says, Patty Lapone encountered something ghostly at the Eugene O'Neill Theater. It says, play... Playbill reports that Lapone was at the Eugene O'Neill Theater during the 2006 run of Sweeney Todd. Uh, according to a report from a fellow actor and singer, Donna Lynn Champlin, 
Lapone's dressing room seemed to have been a locus for paranormal activity. Hmm. As Champlin maintained, the doors to Lapone's room would often open and close without anyone nearby. Once Lapone believed that she had stepped backward onto her friend's foot. When she apologized, the friend revealed that she hadn't been standing anywhere nearby. <laughs> Lipone turned and saw no one behind her. And then there's well, some I, more stuff. I love that. I mean, it's like, I didn't have any experiences there. I had, you know, it was, uh, I don't know. I didn't have any experiences there. But when you walk into a Broadway house, I mean, here's the thing. I believe that ghosts are a physical reality because it's kind of like, it's an echo. I think it's an echo of energy, a past. And you think about a theater, it's contained all those performances, all that emotion, all that audience, all the shenanigans backstage. Right. That's a lot of energy for one building to contain. Well, yeah, you think all the audience is coming in and out. And you also think of, I, I always think of emotion as being, can can be left behind. And when you- th- Oh yeah, have you ever walked into a room where two people have just had a fight and they're like, hey, how are you? And you're like, what's going on? Exactly. Like, that's a ghost to me. It's kind of Same. like, that's an echo of that energy. So when you think of people like the nerves of, oh my God, I'm an understudy and it's my first night. Like there's just so mm-hmm. much of that nervous energy. There's so much excitement. There's so much heartbreak. Um, yeah, tragedy. I mean, the, the Velasco Theater, I mean, he was uh, kind of a creepy guy. He had an apartment up there. He would take showgirls up there. So it got kind of rapey. There are the legends. Uh, the Lyceum has a ghost, they say, that if you see people see somebody sitting who's not a part of the crew all dressed up in a tuxedo the legend goes um during technical rehearsals you know because you're there 10 out of 12 you're there for all day and and sometimes they say if you see him sitting up there if you see a guy in a uh, a tux sitting up there during uh, you're gonna your show's gonna be a hit oh yeah so every 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 broadway house has its right i haven't had enough broadway people on here have you ever seen anything physically, like a, 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 a paranormal thing? Like, have you ever actually seen, like, an apparition? I've never seen anything, but I've always, like, sensed, like, something's up here. Like, I felt the hair in the back of my neck go up. I felt, like, that feeling of where somebody's staring at your back. Like, I felt that, the presence of something. Totally. I've, I, the only time I've seen what I believe to be a ghost is um, my grandmother when I was, like, 10 years old. And it was a very brief... Mm-hmm. Um, it's always so interesting because I'm always curious about how a ghost looks because they look different at different times. Um, so sometimes they just look like a human being. Sometimes they're floating. Sometimes they're mm-hmm. see-through. And this one was kind of see-through and floating, I would say, um, and very quick and gone. Where was the? Where was the? Um, where, where? Where did you see this? Uh, I was in my home that she lived in. Mm. I grew up in a very big house. Like we were, we had a lot of money at one time. Uh, uh, And then my father made a series of bad business deals and we were like bankrupt overnight. But we grew up in a huge, huge house that belonged to previously, the previous owner had been a man who had worked on the Manhattan Project. In fact, one of the labs was turned into a bedroom, my bedroom. And it was where he had worked on the bomb, the H-bomb, the A-bomb. And um, apparently he was a scientist and started out as a good guy, but after he developed it and after the bomb was detonated, he was inconsolable just for the rest of his life. He was filled with grief about having contributed to this. So I, um, 
while we were there, our father lost all his money. He had a complete nervous breakdown. It was really sad. It broke the family apart. We all had to move different places in order to kind of figure out how to, you know, I was like 14 and I was living a very adult life on my own already. You know, that's how bad it was. Mm. Um, my brother was working as a travel agent downtown for AAA and somebody said, Mapa, your name's Mapa? And he goes, yeah, did you live at 22 Mariloma? He says, yeah, we moved in right after you guys. And my parents died. We had a string of bad luck. He goes, that place like is a really sad house. And he and my brother talked about how the energy of that house and how it was just a place of like sadness. It's like, like I think of that place now when I, when I picture it, it's like, I'm really sad. You know, it was like the last time me and my family were like a whole kind of unit before we all split apart and everything. And it's just like so many bad things happen there. Well, and if we go back to that idea of an emotion being trapped in a building or in a place Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. yeah, if there's all that remorse and just sadness, I mean, yeah, that's not something I mean, if that's in a whole house, yeah, it's going to affect everyone. Yeah. And my father was like super successful before he moved there. And then everything bad financially happened in that place. It was just like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Have you are you a psychic person? Like, do you ever go to psychics or any of that? Um, I haven't in a super, super long time, mm-hmm. but I did go see um, a psychic in um, I was doing a movie in Vancouver with Tony Collette. And um, oh, wait, I know what it is. It was um, shit. What's the one with the drag queens and the yeah, Connie and Carla, Connie and Carla. Oh, my God. I love that. So um, Tony's like a real introvert, you know, and she's like and I was raised by a rageaholic. So I know how to read the room. So when I'd see her in the makeup chair in the morning, everything about her body language and her vibe was leave me alone. I'm getting ready. And even on the set, she was kind of like quiet and everything. And then she turned it on for action. So I stayed out of her face. Okay. We're working together two, three weeks. And she comes up to me and she goes, listen, I'm going to Vancouver Island for the weekend to see a psychic with my assistant. Do you want to come with me? And I said, yes. You know, this is like the first conversation we had. So we take the ferry to Vancouver Island. She's really quiet. We just have a nice Super chill time. We drive out in Vancouver Island to the forest side, and there's this little antique shop. And we went into the back, and there was a little old lady back there, and she talked like this. She kind of had a Midwestern accent, and she shuffled some cards. She did a tarot card uh, a throw for me, and she goes, well, you're a different kind of fella. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you don't have to be psychic to see that. <laughs> and she said, you lived a very adult life at a very young age, and this was very worrisome to your mother, who's no longer with us. Am I right? And I was like, uh, yes. Like, all of that was completely accurate. Um, and she said, I was going to marry a tall guy who looked like a dancer, who was tall and thin, who looked like a dancer. She said, I was going to, and at this time I had no money. She said, you're going to buy a house, but you're not going to live in it. And then the, but the second house you buy is so beautiful and you're just going to love it and love being in it. A little less than two years later, um, I wanted to buy a house in LA. I was on a television series and I was like, the minute I get a series, I'm putting all of that money into a house. That's just, that's what I've been waiting for. And my aunt, who was a realtor in Vegas said, you don't have the credit history to do it. You don't have the um, uh, 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 you don't have the credit history to do it. You're, nobody's going to finance you. But if you buy a house with me in Vegas as an investment, um, I'll help you fix your credit, and all of a sudden you'll be able to get any loan that you want. So I did that, and that's exactly how I ended up buying this house. I got the financing immediately, 
And then I moved into this house. So she predicted that I'd buy a house first that I didn't live in. And I was like, that's ridiculous. But that's, I ended up doing that. I married Jamie, who's tall and skinny, looks like a dancer. Um, so that was pretty cool. Wow. I thought that was pretty Yeah, yeah. Did Tony Collette, I mean, she she obviously, did she go to the psychic before? Did she have like a recommendation? No, or no, That's kind of a no. random. She had, she had a recommendation from somebody in Vancouver. I guess she believes in all this stuff. And um, we she went in for her reading first. And um, and then I went in next. It was really a sweet little lady. I mean, she looked like Angela Lansbury. And uh, I told her, how did you know that you knew how to do this stuff? And she goes, I was a teller. At, she goes, I always knew as a kid whether or not somebody was telling the truth. But when I was a teller at a bank, if somebody was trying to cash a shitty check, I'd hear a bell. I'd hear an actual bell in my head. Mm. And I would take it to the manager and I'd say, can you take a look at this? And I was pretty, she goes, and she was right every single time about the check not being any good. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Do you think yeah. that you have any, like, psychic kind of? Well, I think that there's, you know, I think it's like radio signals. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, a, a radio, this piece of metal and, and, and wires can pick up signals from everything. I mean, what more of human beings? And I think you ha- either have the ability to tune into that or not. And I think psychics have the ability to tune into those frequencies and tune into different time frames because, you know, Einstein says that we're the only people experiencing time linearly. The actual reality is all of time is happening at once, like on This Is Us. You know, it's just like the past, present, and future are always present. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all happening at once. And I think psychics are able to tune into that frequency. Having said that, not really. Um, I know when my kid is lying. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I have a belief that, like, particularly uh, performer, like, live performer types, you kind of have to have that because you're you're you have to read a room. You have to. Right. You have you have a version of that. I think. Even as a comic, you exactly. have to read the room. Very you have much. to read the energy of the room and kind of make yourself compatible with that and line up with it. I mean, there's no. The object, the reality is there's no, there's no separation in subjective communication. All right. You and I could be talking like this. Hi, how are you? What's going on? But if something's going on with you and you're really pissed about something, something in me is going to go, something's up with her. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but are you okay? Yeah. You know, but a lot of people don't that, have that though. A lot of people can't pick up on that. Well, those are people who can't read social cues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and there are people who don't. I mean, and there are also people on the spectrum who can't read, pick up on social cues. Sure. And then there are just people who are socially dumb who like read the room. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I I can read the room, uh, but that's that's from my upbringing, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe we got a celebrity, a Tony Collette story. We have not gotten Tony a Collette story. Which, yeah. Yeah, have you seen Hereditary? Oh, she's amazing in that. that I, I don't know why she doesn't have an Oscar. She's just kind of, she's great. I mean, she'll just like, before action, she's just kind of like quiet and they'll action and she's in 3000% invested in whatever's happening. I also it's don't amazing. think that most people realize that she's Australian. Um, I forgot. Yeah. She does a really good American accent. And then she was one day, she was like, came into the um, restroom and she goes, my husband Dive had a gig in Sydney. And I was like, what's with the accent? <laughs> <laughs> You want to hear some ghost voices? Yes. Okay. It's time for EVPs. 
or EVP, please. Do you know what an EVP is? No. Okay, an EVP, like when you watch ghost hunting shows, it's electronic voice phenomena. It's a ghost hunting thing. It's basically a recorded ghost voice, what people believe to be a ghost. Oh, voice. like they're hearing it in the in the physical space. Yes. Now, if you go to YouTube, there's like thousands of people that are ghost hunters, amateur ghost hunters, whatever. They find what they believe to be EVPs and they say what they believe that the ghost is saying. And I have my guests tell me what they hear and I'll give you some options of what uh, the ghost hunter says. Okay. So this first one is from someone on YouTube named Joe Hester and Mm -hmm. it is in Oak Island, North Carolina. All right, here we go. Okay, it's a lot of background noise, but you have to tune in to like a... Okay, I'm listening. Okay. That was so fast. I know, it is fast. Um, Let's do it again. It sounds like a whisper, like someone going... Yeah. I'll give you some options. Is it A, Walmart is bad? (laughs) B... What could do that? C, why are you mad? Or D, one little snack. Like maybe you're walking down the, ooh, that's one little snack right there. Wait, play it again. I honestly can't hear a thing. I know, it's really hard. Um, Okay, they believe that it says, what could do that? I think it says Walmart is bad, but here we go. I'll play it again. With that knowledge, what could do that? Tell me if you hear it. I heard that. What could do that? Uh, I heard that. I hear the very last part. Okay, well, here's I'll I'll do one more. This one um, I think is easier, maybe. This was posted by Seraphim EVPs on YouTube. It's at the Oakland Cemetery in Iowa City, Iowa, which is where they have mm. this famous black angel statue. That's like mm-hmm. a big mm-hmm. black angel. And it's um, people say it's cursed. And if you kiss it, you die unless you're a virgin. <gasps> it's like all these things. Like there's like all this lore surrounding this okay. scary um, angel. Black statue. angel statue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is this voice saying? I think again. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, I hear you. Like, <laughs> I don't, but nothing audibly. Like, here's another. Yes, it sounds like the fucking house track. Is that the shape of what is it? Okay. What is it alleged to be saying? Is it A, Jessica Beale? <laughs> B, what's the deal? C, is this real? Or D, a piggy squeal? I'm going to go with Jessica Beale. <laughs> <laughs> it's, is this real? Which is, I think it sounds a lot like, okay, let's do it again. Is this real? Is it this sounds like real? a woman's voice. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do one more thing. I'm going to play unexplained, or I'm going to say a bunch of unexplained phenomena and just kind of rapid fire throw them at you. And 
Um, just tell me like in short little segments, or maybe you'll have a story. I don't know um, how you feel about it. Is it real? What's what's your thoughts? Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Here we go. UFOs. What do you think? Real. 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 I mean, how could we be the only planet in the universe with intelligent life? That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. In fact, there's a lot of um, stuff. There's a lot of uh, UFO phenomena in the Philippines. There's a town outside of Manila, two hours outside, where all the people in the village report like, and they say it's a mass hallucination, but it's very famous. This place called Mont Bonahau, where there's a lot of um, UFO and supernatural activity. But they said there was lights over the fields out in the middle of nowhere, the size of a football field. Oh my God. Like it would just shine on and everybody saw it. They said it was like being at a stadium at night. Whoa. Yeah. Um, what about Bigfoot? Um, I don't believe in Bigfoot. Why? I just, whatever. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I would like Harry and the Hendersons type Bigfoot. I would, I want Bigfoot to be true. Yeah. What about just like I want Loch Ness Monster to be true? Like, there could be, like, you know, but it's like it would be great if Loch Ness Monster were true. Like, it was just some leftover dinosaur in Scotland, someplace, yeah, just awesome. like still existing. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about possession? True, yeah, you think people I think an energy could take over somebody. Um, you know, I told that story about my um my uh dad's nanny who would go rigid and speak in tongues right sure that's yeah i think that's real okay some more unexplained phenomena what about uh ouija board do you think that it's contacting the dead Uh, you know what i was like so terrified of those because as a kid as um uh because of the exorcist remember captain howdy and the exorcist yeah and uh so i never i have never touched one i won't go near it because i think it's real I think it's, I think it's kind of like, I, I think it's real. I think it's like that channel that you can tap into, mm-hmm. like, a, you know, like a radio, but I don't want to bug anybody. I'm really cognizant of like, I don't want to bug anybody. And I don't want to invite anybody who's unpleasant into my home. Yeah. You know, cause then what if I can't get rid of them? Totally. Um, last unexplained phenomena. Are you my mommy? <laughs> yes. Oh, mommy. mommy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Are you my I'm my own mommy. <laughs> well, Alec, that's it. That's that's. I believe in everything. I believe in everything because it's kind of. Do you like, believe you know, in life after love? Uh, yes. Yeah. Because it's our senses are so limited by what we see and by what we hear and by what we taste. I mean, that's just kind of like it's a very limited sensory thing. I think it's like if you just rely on what you can see and hear with your own eyes, it's it's there. It's there's a there it's a multi-dimensional reality is what i'm saying and i think that there are things that exist in other dimensions that we don't see you know and that's mm-hmm. science too there are radio waves we can't see there are gas energies we can't see you know it's it's mm-hmm. all it's all part of science why well, and i think there's a lot of things that we probably will never know and isn't that like i think we should just be okay with that Contemplating the mystery. That's fun. That's the fun. That is fun. And it's fun. It's just, and it's spooky and it's fun. And everybody, everybody's curious about it, whether or not you believe in it. I think it's a, I think it's a, um, and a very entertaining, diverting fascination. Um, well, can you tell everyone like what's going on, where they can find you, all that stuff? Um, you can find me at social media at Alec Mappa on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am the official host of the RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, which drops every Wednesday. I also host 
my own mental health podcast uh, called Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist, where we discuss all everything mental health, anxiety, depression, addiction in a really fun and safe way. Um, and I started the show because I suffered with chemical depression for years and I didn't get help because I was embarrassed mm-hmm. and ashamed because culturally I wasn't supposed to I was supposed to be able to take care of it myself. So I am living proof that you can't die from embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And each week I talk about, you know, my own addictions, my own stuff. And we each have a celebrity guest every week. We had like Isaac Mizrahi and Sandra Bernhard and amazing people. Wow. It's so opinion wherever podcasts are available. And of course, my entire career is streaming on Hulu, Freeform, <laughs> Netflix, <laughs> everything. Thank you so much to Alec Mappa. And if you want to hear more, go to patreon.com slash and you can find in my second tier a bonus clip with Alec talking about that time he had an out-of-body experience and a very vivid, possibly past life dream that he had. And uh, you can also see me talking about haunted eBay dolls um, in a video on my Patreon this week. Please leave a five-star review. Check me out on Stereo. That link is in the description of this episode. And I'm on Instagram at Roz Dresfelez. And the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dresfelez. You can get the link to my merch in the description of my bio on Instagram. And if you want to be on an upcoming listener episode, send me an email Ghosted by Roz at gmail.com with the subject line listener episode. And um, I'm on all the, I'm on, you know, whatever social media at Roz Dresfalaz. And I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye. Star Brains Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.